PART THREE THE FUNERAL The gods held talk together, grouped in knots Round Balder's corpse, which they had thither borne ; And Hermod came down towards them from the gate. And Lok, the father of the serpent, first Beheld him come, and to his neighbour spake :' See, here is Hermod, who comes single back From hell ; and shall I tell thee how he seems Like as a farmer, who hath lost his dog ? Some morn at market in the crowded town Through many streets the poor beast runs in vain, And follows this man after that for hours ; And late at evening, spent and panting, falls Before a stranger's threshold, not his home, With flanks a-tremble, and his slender tongue Hangs quivering out between his dust-smeared jaws, And piteously he eyes the farmers by. But home his master comes to his own farm, Far in the country, wondering where he is. So Hermod comes to-day unfollowed home. And straight his neighbour moved with wrath replied, Deceiver fair in form, but false in heart, Enemy mocker, whom though gods we hate, Peace, lest our father Odin hear thy jibe. Would I might see him snatch thee in his hand, And bind thy carcass like a bar with cords, And hurl thee in a lake to sink or swim, if clear from plotting Balder's death, to swim, but deep if thou devisest it to drown, and perish against fate before thy day. So they two soft to one another spake, but Odin looked toward the land, and saw his messenger, and he stood forth and cried, and Hermod came and leapt from Sleipner down, and in his father's hand put Sleipner's rein, and greeted Odin and the gods, and said, Odin, my father, and ye gods of heaven, lo, home, having performed your will, I come. Into the joyless kingdom have I been below, and looked upon the shadowy tribes of ghosts, and communed with their solemn queen, and to your prayer she sends you this reply. Show her through all the world the signs of grief, fails but one thing to grieve, there Balder stops. Let God's men brutes beweep him, plants and stones, so shall she know your loss was dear indeed, and bent her heart, and give you Balder back. He spoke, and all the gods to Odin looked, and straight the father of the ages said, Ye gods, these terms may keep another day. But now put on your arms, and mount your steeds, and in procession all come near, and weep. Balder, for that is what the dead desire. When ye enough have wept, then build a pile of the heaped wood, and burn his corpse with fire out of our sight, that we may turn from grief and lead, as erst our daily life in heaven. He spoke, and the gods armed, and Odin donned his dazzling corslet, and his helm of gold, and led the way on Sleipner, and the rest followed in tears their father and their king. And thrice in arms around the dead they rode, weeping, the sands were wetted, and their arms, with their thick falling tears, so good a friend, they mourned that day, so bright, so loved a god. And Odin came and laid his kingly hands on Balder's breast, and thus begun the wail. Farewell, O Balder, bright and loved, my son. In that great day, the twilight of the gods, when Muspel's children shall beleaguer heaven, then we shall miss thy counsel and thy arm. Thou camest near the next, O warrior Thor, shouldering thy hammer in thy chariot drawn, swaying the long-haired goats with silvered rain, and over Balder's corpse these words did say, Brother, thou dwellest in the darksome land, and talkest with the feeble tribes of ghosts now, and I know not how they prize thee there, but here I know thou wilt be missed and mourned, for haughty spirits and high wraths are rife among the gods and heroes here in heaven, as among those whose joy and work is war. And daily strifes arise and angry words, but from thy lips, O Balder, night or day, heard no one ever an injurious word to God or hero, but thou keptest back the others, labouring to compose their brawls. Be ye then kind, as Balder too was kind, for we lose him who smoothed all strife in heaven. He spake, and all the gods assenting wailed. And Freya next came nigh with golden tears, the loveliest goddess she in heaven by all, most honoured after Freya, Odin's wife. Her long ago the wandering odour took to mate, but left her to roam distant lands. Since then she seeks him and weeps tears of gold. Names hath she many. Vanides on earth, they call her. Freya is her name in heaven. She in her hands took Balder's head and spake. 
Balder, my brother, thou art gone a road Unknown and long, and haply on that way My long lost wandering odour thou hast met. For in the paths of heaven he is not found. Oh, if it be so, tell him what thou wast To his neglected wife, and what he is, And wring his heart with shame to hear thy word. For he, my husband, left me here to pine, Not long a wife, when his unquiet heart First drove him from me into distant lands. Since then I vainly seek him through the world, And weep from shore to shore my golden tears. But neither God nor mortal heeds my pain. Thou only, Balder, wast for ever kind, To take my hand and wipe my tears, and say, Weep not, O Freya, weep no golden tears. One day the wandering odour will return, Or thou wilt find him in thy faithful search, On some great road, or resting in an inn, Or at a ford, or sleeping by a tree. So Balder said, but odour well I know, My truant odour I shall see no more, To the world's end, and Balder now is gone, And I am left uncomforted in heaven. She spake, and all the goddesses bewailed. Last, from among the heroes one came near, No god, but of the hero troop the chief, Regna, who swept the northern sea with fleets, And ruled over Denmark and the healthy isles, Living, but Ella captured him and slew, A king whose fame then filled the vast of heaven, Now time obscures it and men's later deeds. He last approached the corpse and spake and said, Balder, there yet are many scalds in heaven still left, And that chief scald, thy brother Brage, Whom we may bid to sing, though thou art gone. And all these gladly, while we drink, we hear, after the feast is done in Odin's hall, but they harp ever on one string, and wake remembrance in our soul of wars alone, such as on earth we valiantly have waged, and blood, and ringing blows, and violent death. But when thou sangest, Balder, thou didst strike another note, and like a bird in spring thy voice of joyance minded us, and youth, and wife, and children, and our ancient home. Yes, and I too remembered then no more my dungeon, where the serpent stang me dead nor ella's victory on the english coast but i heard thora laugh in gothland isle and saw my shepherdess a slauger tend her flock along the white norwegian beach tears started to mine eyes with yearning joy therefore with grateful heart i mourn thee dead so regna spake and all the heroes groaned but now the sun had passed the height of heaven and soon had all that day been spent in wail but then the father of the ages said ye gods there well may be too much of wail Bring now the gathered wood to Balder's ship, heap on the deck the logs, and build the pile. But when the gods and heroes heard, they brought the wood to Balder's ship, and built a pile, for the deck's breadth and lofty, then the corpse of Balder on the highest top they laid, with Nanna on his right, and on his left, Hoda, his brother, whom his own hand slew. And they set jars of wine and oil to lean against the bodies, and stuck torches near, splinters of pine wood soaked with turpentine, and brought his arms and gold and all his stuff, and slew the dogs who at his table fed, and his horse, Balder's horse, whom most he loved, and placed them on the pyre, and Odin threw a last choice gift thereon, his golden ring. The mast they fixed and hoisted up the sails, then they put fire to the wood, and Thor set his stout shoulder hard against the stern to push the ship through the thick sand. Sparks flew from the deep trench she ploughed, so strong a god furrowed it, and the water gurgled him. And the ship floated on the waves and rocked, but in the hills a strong east wind arose and came down moaning to the sea. First squalls ran black over the sea's face, then steady rushed the breeze and filled the sails and blew the fire, and wreathed in smoke the ship stood out to sea. Soon with a roaring rose the mighty fire, and the pile crackled, and between the logs sharp quivering tongues of flame shot out and leapt curling and darting higher until they licked the summit of the pile the dead the mast and ate the shrivelling sails but still the ship drove on ablaze above her hull with fire and the gods stood upon the beach and gazed and while they gazed the sun went lurid down into the smoke-wrapped sea and night came on then the wind fell with night and there was calm 
But through the dark they watch'd the burning ship Still carried o'er the distant waters on Farther and farther, like an eye of fire. And long in the far dark blazed Balder's pile ; But fainter, as the stars rose high, it flared. The bodies were consumed, ash choked the pile. And as in a decaying winter fire A charr'd log falling makes a shower of sparks. So with a shower of sparks the pile fell in. Reddening the sea around, and all was dark. The gods went by starlight up the shore To Asgard, and sate down in Odin's hall At table, and the funeral feast began. All night they ate the boar Serimna's flesh, And from their horns with silver rimm'd Drank mead, silent, and waited for the sacred morn. And mourning over all the world was spread. Then from their loathed feast the gods arose, And took their horses, and set forth to ride Over the bridge bare frost, where is Hemdal's watch. To the ash Yggdrasil and Ida's plain Thor came on foot, the rest on horseback rode. And they found Mimur sitting by his fount of wisdom, Which beneath the ash tree springs, And saw the Nornies watering the roots Of that world-shadowing tree with honeydew. There came the gods, and sate them down on stones, And thus the father of the ages said, Ye gods, the terms ye know which Hermod brought, Accept them or reject them, both have grounds, Accept them, and they bind us, unfulfilled, To leave for ever border in the grave, An unrecovered prisoner, shade with shades. But how, ye say, should the fulfilment fail? Smooth sound the terms, and light to be fulfilled. For dear beloved was Balder while he lived In heaven and earth, and who would grudging tears? But from the traitorous seed of Loke they come, These terms, and I suspect some hidden fraud. You think, ye gods, is there no other way? Speak, were not this away the way for gods, If I, if Odin, clad in radiant arms, Mounted on Sleipner, with the warrior Thor Drawn in his car beside me, and my sons, All the strong brood of heaven, to swell my train, Should make eruption into Hela's realm, And set the fields of gloom ablaze with light, And bring in triumph Balder back to heaven. He spake. And his fierce sons applauded loud, but Freya, mother of the gods, arose, daughter and wife of Odin. Thus she said, Odin, thou whirlwind, what a threat is this? Thou threatenest what transcends thy might, even thine. For of all powers the mightiest far art thou, lord over men on earth and gods in heaven. Yet even from thee thyself hath been withheld one thing, to undo what thou thyself hast ruled. For all which hath been fixed was fixed by thee. In the beginning, ere the gods were born, before the heavens were builded, thou didst slay the giant Emir, whom the abyss brought forth, thou and thy brethren fierce, the sons of Bor, and cast his trunk to choke the abysmal void. But of his flesh and members thou didst build the earth and ocean, and above them heaven. And from the flaming world, where Muspel reigns, thou sensed and fetched fire, and madest lights, sun, moon, and stars, which thou hast hung in heaven, dividing clear the paths of night and day. And Asgard thou didst build, and Midgard fought, then me thou madest, and of us the gods were born. Last, walking by the sea, thou foundest spars of wood, and framest men, him till the earth. Or on the sea the field of pirates sail, and all the race of Emer thou didst drown, save one, Vilgelmer. He on shipboard fled thy deluge, and from him the giant sprang. But all that brood thou hast removed far off, and set by ocean's utmost march to dwell. But Hela, into Niflheim thou threwest, and gavest her nine unlighted worlds to rule. A queen, an empire over all the dead. That empire wilt thou now invade, light up her darkness from her grasp, a subject tear? Try it. But I for one will not applaud. Nor do I merit, Odin, that thou shouldst slight me and my words, though thou be first in heaven. For I too am a goddess, born of thee, thine eldest, and of me the gods are sprung. And all that is to come I know, but lock in mine own breast, and have to none revealed. Come then, since Hela holds by right her prey. 
but offers terms for his release to heaven accept the chance thou canst no more obtain send through the world thy messengers entreat all living and unliving things to weep for balder if thou haply thou mayst melt hela and win the loved one back to heaven she spake and on her face let fall her veil and bowed her head and sate with folded hands nor did the all-ruling odin slight her word straightway he spake and thus addressed the gods Go quickly forth through all the world and pray all living and unliving things to weep balder if haply he may thus be won when the gods heard they straight arose and took their horses and rode forth through all the world north south east west they struck and roamed the world entreating all things to weep balder's death and all that lived and all without life wept and as in winter when the frost breaks up at winter's end before the spring begins and a warm west wind blows and thaw sets in after an hour a dripping sound is heard in all the forests and the soft strewn snow under the trees is dibbled thick with holes and from the boughs the snow loads shuffle down and in fields sloping to the south dark plots of grass peep out amid surrounding snow and widen and the peasant's heart is glad so through the world was heard a dripping noise of all things weeping to bring balder back and there fell joy upon the gods to hear and hermod rode with niord whom he took to show him spits and beaches of the sea far off where someone warned might fail to weep Niord, the god of storms whom fishes know not born in heaven he was in van him reared with men but lives a hostage with the gods he knows each frith and every rocky creek fringed with dark pines and sands where sea-fowl scream they too scored every coast and all things wept and they rode home together through the wood of jarnvid which to east of midgard lies bordering the giants where the trees are iron there in the wood before a cave they came where sate in the cave's mouth a skinny hag toothless and old she jibes the passers-by bok as she called but now lok wore her shape she greeted them the first and laughed and said ye gods good lack is it so dull in heaven that ye come pleasuring to thok's iron wood lovers of change ye are fastidious sprites look as in some boar's yard a sweet-breathed cow whose manger is stuffed full of good fresh hay snuffs at it daintily and stoops her head to chew the straw her litter at her feet so ye grow squeamish gods and sniff at heaven she spake hermod answered her and said thok not for jibes we come we come for tears balder is dead and hela holds her prey but will restore if all things give him tears begrudge not thine till all was balder dear then with a louder laugh the hag replied is balder dead and do ye come for tears thok with dry eyes will weep over balder's pyre weep him all other things if weep they will i weep him not let hela keep her prey she spake to the cavern's depth she fled mocking and hermod knew their toil was vain and as seafaring men who long have wrought in the great deep for gain at last come home and towards evening see the headlands rise of their dear country and complain descry a fire of withered firs which boys have lit upon the cliffs or smoke of burning weeds out of a tilled field inland then the wind catches them and drives out again to sea and they go long days tossing up and down over the grey sea ridges and the glimpse of port they had makes bitterer far their toil so the god's cross was bitterer for their joy then sad at heart to niord hermod spake it is the accuser lok who flouts us all ride back and tell in heaven this heavy news i must again below to hela's realm he spoke and niord set forth back to heaven but northward hermod rode the way below the way he knew and traversed giles stream and down to ocean groped and crossed the ice and came beneath the wall and found the great still lifted nor was his return foreknown and once more hermod saw around him spread the joyless plains and heard the streams of hell but as he entered on the extremest bound of niflheim he saw one ghost come near hovering and stopping oft as if afraid hoder the unhappy whom his own hand slew and hermod looked and knew his brother's ghost and called him by his name and sternly said hoder ill-fated blind in heart and eyes 
Why tarriest thou to plunge thee in the gulf Of the deep inner gloom, but flittest here In twilight on the lonely verge of hell, Far from the other ghosts and Hela's throne? Doubtless thou fearest to meet Balder's voice, Thy brother whom through folly thou didst slay. He spoke. But Hoda answered him and said, Hermod the nimble, dost thou still pursue The unhappy with reproach even in the grave? For this I died, and fled beneath the gloom. Not daily to endure abhorring gods, and with a hateful presence cumber heaven, and canst thou not even here pass pitying by? No less than Balder have I lost the light of heaven, and communion with my kin. I too had once a wife, and once a child, and substance, and a golden house in heaven. But all I left of my own act, and fled below, and dost thou hate me even here? Balder upbraids me not, nor hates at all though he has cause have any cause but he when that with downcast looks i hither came stretched forth his hand and with benignant voice welcome he said if there be welcome here brother and fellow sport of loke with me and not to offend thee hermod nor to force my hated converse on thee came i up from the deep gloom where i will now return but earnestly i longed to hover near not too far off when that thou camest by to feel the presence of a brother god and hear the passage of a horse of heaven for the last time for here thou comest no more he spake and turned to go to the inner gloom but hermod stayed him with mild words and said thou doest well to chide me hoda blind truly thou sayest the planning guilty mind was loke's the unwitting hand alone was thine but gods are like the sons of men in this when they have woe they blame the nearest cause howbeit stay and be appeased and tell sits balder still in pomp by hela's side or is he mingled with the unnumbered dead and the blind Hoda answered him and spake, His place of state remains by Hela's side, but empty, for his wife, for Nana, came lately below and joined him. And the pair frequent the still recesses of the realm of Hela, and hold converse undisturbed, but they too doubtless will have breathed the balm which floats before a visitant from heaven, and have drawn upward to this verge of hell. He spake, and as he ceased, a puff of wind rolled heavily the leaden mist aside round where they stood, and they beheld two forms make toward them over the stretching cloudy plain, and Hermod straight perceived them who they were, Balder and Nanna, and to Balder said, Balder, too truly thou forsawest a snare, lock triumphs still, and Hela keeps her prey. No more to Asgard shalt thou come, nor lodge in thy own house, bread of lick, nor enjoy, the love will bear toward thee, nor train up forset thy son to be beloved like thee. Here must thou lie and wait an endless age, therefore for the last time, O Balder, hail. He spoke. And Balder answered him and said, Hail and farewell, for here thou comest no more, yet mourn not for me, Hermod, when thou sittest in heaven, nor let the other gods lament, as wholly to be pitied quite forlorn, for Nenna hath rejoined me, who, of old in heaven, was seldom parted from my side, and still the acceptance follows me, which crowned my former life, and cheers me even here. The iron frown of Hela is relaxed when I draw nigh, and the wan tribes of dead love me, and gladly bring for my award their ineffectual feuds and feeble hates, shadows of hates, but they distress them still. And the fleet-footed Hermod made reply, Thou hast then all the solace death allows, esteem and function, and so far as well. Yet here thou liest border underground, rusting for ever, and the years roll on, the generations pass, the ages grow, and bring us nearer to the final day, when from the south shall march the fiery band, and cross the bridge of heaven, with Loke for guide, and Fenris at his heel, with broken chain, while from the east the giant Rhymer steers his ship, and the great serpent makes to land, and all are marshalled in one flaming square against the gods upon the plains of heaven. I mourn thee, that thou canst not help us then. He spake, but Balder answered him, and said, Mourn not for me, mourn Hermod for the gods, mourn for the men on earth, the gods in heaven, who live, and with their eyes shall see that day. 
the day will come when fall shall asgard's towers and odin and his sons the seed of heaven but what were i to save them in that hour if strength might save them could not odin save my father and his pride the warrior thor vidar the silent the impetuous tear i what were i when these can not avail yet doubtless when the day of battle comes and the two hosts are marshalled and in heaven the golden crested cock shall sound alarm and his black brother bird from hence reply and bucklers clash and spears begin to pour longing will stir within my breast though vain but not to me so grievous as i know to other gods it were is my enforced absence from fields where i could nothing aid for i am long since weary of your storm of carnage and find her mod in your life something too much of war and broils which make life one perpetual fight a bath of blood mine eyes are dizzy with the arrowy hail mine ears are stunned with blows and sick for calm inactive therefore let me lie in gloom unarmed inglorious i attend the course of ages and my late return to light in times less alien to a spirit mild in new recovered seats the happier day he spake and the fleet hermod thus replied brother what seats are these what happier day tell me that i may ponder it when gone and the ray-crowned balder answered him far to the south beyond the blue there spreads another heaven the boundless no one yet hath reached it there hereafter shall arise the second asgard with another name thither when over this present earth and heavens the tempest of the latter days hath swept and they from sight have disappeared and sunk shall a small remnant of the gods repair hoder and i shall join them from the grave there reassembling we shall see emerge from the bright ocean at our feet an earth more fresh more verdant than the last with fruits self-springing and a seed of man preserved who then shall live in peace as now in war that we in heaven shall find again with joy the ruined palaces of odin seats familiar halls where we have supped of old re-enter them with wonder never fill our eyes with gazing and rebuild with tears and we shall tread once more the well-known plain of ida and among the grass shall find the golden dice wherewith we played of yore and that will bring to mind the former life and pastime of the gods the wise discourse of odin the delights of other days o hermod pray that thou mayst join us then such for the future is my hope meanwhile i rest the thrall of hela and endure death and the gloom which round me even now thickens and to its inner gulf recalls farewell the longer speech is not allowed he spoke and waved farewell and gave his hand to nanna and she gave their brother blind her hand in turn for guidance and the three departed over the cloudy plain and soon faded from sight into the interior gloom but hermod stood beside his drooping horse mute gazing after them in tears and fain fain had he followed their receding steps though they to death were bound and he to heaven then but a power he could not break withheld and as a stork which idle boys have trapped and tied him in a yard at autumn sees flocks of his kind pass flying over his head to warmer lands and coasts that keep the sun he strains to join their flight and from his shed follows them with a long complaining cry so hermod gazed and yearned to join his kin at last he sighed and set forth back to heaven end of part three end of bolder dead by matthew arnold